Hello, my name is Rupert Walker, editor of CityWire Asia, and I'm delighted to speak to Janet Shun, who is Sustainable Investing Specialist for Asia Pacific at City Global Wealth. And in this podcast, we are going to be discussing impact investing. So first of all, Janet, I'd like to ask you, how do you actually define impact investing and how is it different from other forms of ESG investing? Hi, sure. Uh, thanks, Rupert, for having me on this podcast. So there are different definitions of impact investing. So at City Global Wealth, we classified impact investing as one of the sustainable investing approaches and define impact investments as investments that seek to generate risk-adjusted financial returns alongside environmental and societal impact. And this impact needs to be intentional, measurable, and incremental. So meaning the impact is specifically envisaged and targeted at the outset. It must demonstrate additionality, like the impact would not have occurred without the investment being made. And the impact must be exhibited with measurable performance matrix. So I would say it is the design, measurement, and monitoring of impact, and the focus on the theory of change that make impact investing different from other sustainable investing approaches. So other forms of sustainable investing, such as socially responsible investing, would have investors incorporate value-based exclusion into investment process. For example, not investing in firearms or alcohol. So ESG integration strategies focus on how companies conduct their business and seek to align capital to companies with the highest or most improving ESG characteristics. And there's also thematic investing in which investors focus on companies contributing to sustainable themes, such as clean energy, water, affordable housing, etc. And this is most related to impact investing, but these investments are generally in liquid public markets and don't offer the incremental impact per dollar investors. And often impact investments incorporate aspects of a combination of these other approaches. Great. Okay. So it seems clear to me that impact investing has a very definable uh, objective, end objective. And I just wonder, what is the difference between impact investing and uh, philanthropy? So both impact investing and philanthropy mobilize capital and resources to address the world's pressing problems and emphasize impact creation and measurement. But the key difference between them lies in the objective. So unlike philanthropists who purely focus on the giving aspect, impact investors have a dual goal. So they are looking to have positive additionality in the environment and community resulting from their investment dollars, while also seeing a financial return on their investments. And the capital gain can be reinvested to further scale the impact. So I would say impact investing and philanthropy really complement each other and both are needed to address different environmental and social issues. So for example, issues like human trafficking, emergency or disaster assistance rely heavily on philanthropic capital, while innovations like clean tech and education tech would benefit from commercial activities to scale. Right. Okay. And at the outset, you made it very clear that uh, any social and environmental benefits from impact investing uh, are closely measured, monitored, and then confirmed. They're reviewed. It is a process. And as you said at the outset also, it's intentional, and intentionality is important. 
Um, but how are these um, uh, social or environmental benefits, which could seem from the outside rather nebulous, how are they actually measured and monitored and then reviewed? So the impact investing industry has developed and evolved significantly in the past 15 years since the term impact investing was first coined by the Rockefeller Foundation in 2007. So there are now numerous principles, frameworks, and metrics in the market to help investors measure, monitor, and report these impacts. So to give you some examples, like the UN Sustainable Development Goals serve as a roadmap for investors to determine how and where to deploy their capital. There are voluntary principles such as the UN principles for responsible investments and IFC's operating principles for impact management, which provide guidance to investors to ensure ESG and impact considerations are purposefully integrated throughout the investment life cycle, respectively. And in 2016, the impact management projects was launched to build global consensus on how to assess, measure, and disclose impact based on five dimensions. There are also numerous measurement tools, such as the Iris Plus developed by the Global Impact Investing Network and Harvard Business School Impact Weighted Accounts, which enable investors to quantify impact. So currently, there's no universal standard to quantify and report environmental and social impact. And we see investment managers make references to these common recognized frameworks and tools to develop their own proprietary methodologies that fit their specific objectives. So I think the key is transparency and accountability. So a quantitative figure doesn't tell you the full story. So it's important to understand the source of the data, the collection and assessment process, the assumptions made, etc. And this is where the qualitative disclosures could help. And moreover, there are third-party impact assurance services available to enhance the confidence in impact disclosures. Okay. And I suspect this is developing quite rapidly. It's becoming more and more sophisticated. Yes. It's, uh, the industry is evolving very fast. So, um, you know, I, I will expect to see uh, lo- lots of uh, developments and changes in, in the near future as well in this space. Great. Okay. But, and, but as you say, there, there is quite a lot of qualitative input uh, and assessment taking place here. But what is definitely quantitative is the financial return that investors expect um, from any investment they make, whether it's a conventional investment or an impact investment. Do, in your experience, do impact investors expect uh, uh, and assume they will get a, a lower financial return than from their conventional investments or is parity expected? That's a very good question because I think this is a common misperception that impact investments have financial performance trade-offs. So I think it's important for investors to note that there are a variety of impact investment solutions which incorporate impact in different ways and offer various levels of financial outcomes depending on their investment objectives and asset classes. So there are some impact investments which are impact first or catalytic, and some are financial first. So it's important to understand that impact is not only an investment outcome, but also a financial driver. 
So the integration of impact considerations into investment processes could help to capture a more holistic analysis of an investment's risk, business strategy, management quality, and competitive positioning, which could lead to better long-term financial returns alongside the positive environmental and social impact. And according to the 2020 GIN Annual Impact Investor Survey, 88% of impact investor respondents report that portfolio performance of impact investments meets or exceeds their financial expectations. And 99% says impact investment meet their social and environmental impact expectations. So this is an encouraging indicator to show that impact investments can meet both investors' financial and impact objectives. Thanks very much indeed, Ben. Janet, um, so we have the background, we have the understanding of what impact investing is, but to let it to make it a, a bit more concrete, um, what particular themes and major types of impact investing have you identified and uh, the type of themes, the type of projects that uh, your clients are interested in? So impact investments target a diverse range of opportunities. So across topics which are typically inspired by the 17 UN Sustainable Development Goals. So according to the GIN's 2020 Annual Impact Investor Survey, the top three SDG aligned impact themes targeted by impact investors are decent work and economic growth, no poverty, and good health and well-being. And in terms of the top sectors targeted by impact investors globally, in terms of AUM, are energy, financial services, excluding microfinance, and forestry. And we see there's a change um, that over half of the survey respondents plan to increase their sector allocation to food and agriculture, energy and healthcare from uh, 2020 to 2025. So, and there are now a variety of impact investments in both public and private markets that investors can choose to match with their risk profiles, expected target returns, and preferences on geographical focus, theme, sector, and, and asset classes. Just, again, to make it a little bit more concrete in my mind, um, talking about energy, financial services, healthcare. Let's take healthcare. Does that mean healthcare research? Does it mean building hospitals? If it's education, does it mean building schools? Again, is, or is it research? How tangible are, are these investments? So I would say when we look at healthcare, right, it's not just a provision of healthcare service. Um, we need to look at how the company, well, first of all, we need to look at what sort of products and services the companies provide. So for example, are the healthcare services affordable? or and accessible, and also how these companies conduct their business. So um, we will look at the uh, practices of these companies, you know, like how they, for example, how they treat and train their employees, uh, about the diversity of their uh, uh, management and, and employee, um, whether how they could treat, you know, the uh, medical ways and et cetera, to determine whether this a company is um, sustainable and also creating impact to the community. Great. And how long are the investments in these type of projects uh, normally for? I mean, presumably they are long-term investments um, and investors 
would expect to see a societal or environmental benefit after a given number of years, bearing in mind it would be measured throughout the, the term of that project, and also expect to see a financial return um, either um, throughout the term of that project or, or at the end. So what type of investment horizon are we looking at? Yeah, so this really varies, you know, across the um, sectors that uh, you invest in and also the asset class that you choose. But I would say mostly, uh, uh, most impact investments are long-term investments. So often we will see opportunities in the private market space. It's because, you know, uh, uh, private, for example, private equity um, managers, they have the, they put direct investment in the companies. They have greater influence of the companies. They can engage them to influence them to enhance their uh, sustainability and impact practices. Um, as well as usually the private market side, they have a longer term horizon, which is very much aligned with the uh, impact objective as well. Great. Okay. And Looking at Asia specifically, um, and you, you, you talked about the type of themes which are common globally throughout the world, but are there particular sectors or causes um, which particularly um, in interest um, investors here in Asia? And do they have um, localized differences in targets, expectations, um, compared with Europe and, and the US? In all regions, impact investment opportunities are mostly in the private market. And investors globally are quite discerning on expectations related to reporting and financial performance. Although there are some notable differences in participation and thematic focus in various regions. So although impact investing is still at its infancy in Asia compared to Europe and the US, so Asia is well positioned to drive impact investing and, and I expect it will grow faster in the near future. Well, partly because Asia is the center of many sustainability issues. For example, it is home to half of the top 10 countries with highest carbon emissions. It is disproportionately exposed to physical climate risk and the wealth gap is widening. So SMEs comprise about 98% of enterprises in Asia, and many of the SMEs and, and startups in the region are now developing innovative business models, products or services that aim to address these pressing sustainability issues and meeting changing customers' uh, behavior. And as the Asian private markets develop and matures, Impact investing stands to gain due to the natural opportunities that private markets present to pursue impact. And on the investor side, we see increasing number of GPs in the region setting up impact funds due to growing demand from investors and emerging evidence on commercial returns. The, the increasing regulatory pressure and stakeholders' expectations are also driving large corporations in the region to look for ventures that could help to enhance their sustainability best practices and meet their sustainability targets. And for individual investors, we also see a shift, shifting trend in approaches to sustainable investing, with thematic and impact investment strategies projected to grow at a faster pace than exclusion and integration integration. So more clients are asking for clear demonstration of intentional and measurable impact in their investments. Clearly, there's a lot happening in Asia uh, in terms of um, the, the type of um, 
vehicles which are being created, the type of um, uh, institutions and individuals who are getting interested in impact investing. And I just wonder, because as you pointed out, it, it is at a relatively uh, early stage uh, compared with, for example, Europe. And I wonder, do your clients fully understand what impacting impact investing is? How are you um, um, raising their level of, of understanding and knowledge of the potential in this sector? And what type of clients specifically are you targeting? Are you targeting um, individuals? Are you talking families? And if individuals are the particular um, demographic segments that you think are going to be more interested? Or is the um, the universe quite large? So um, to first answer your question, is impact investing fully understand by our clients? So I would say the level of interest and understanding varies across the demographics, regions, and segments of wealth management clients. So compared to traditional investments, impact investing requires an additional layer of education and client engagement. And so we uh, do quite a lot of uh, webinars, uh, conferences, and also like sharings with our clients to really build their awareness and knowledge um, in, in, in this uh, field. And I would say the type of clients interested in impact investing is very broad. Um, it's not uh, particularly focused on certain demographics or segments. I would say some some there are some studies which show that you know women or the young the next generation are more interested. But I would say it's really the difference in the motivations uh, from the investors. So impact investments uh, attract investors who seek to well assess competitive returns and portfolio diversification. Um, there are investors who look for. Uh, impact investments to mitigate investment risk associated with ESG issues or gain investment exposure to innovations that provide real solutions that address many of today's pressing challenges. And some investors want to align their investments with their personal values and worldviews. And for some, they want impact investments to complement their philanthropic capital. So, and I, I would say, I, from my observation, there's also a growing number of investors who are seeking all of these above uh, simultaneously and taking a more holistic approach. Excellent. So finally, how can investors best participate in investment, impact investment? Uh, uh, throughout this conversation, you've given um, several examples of how they do this. Um, and I think it's mostly concentrated in um, uh, private funds or private vehicles. Um, but are, are there specific types of vehicle which, uh, for example, you at City are offering your clients? Are there funds which um, um, where um, which might be in, uh, invested in various different types of um, impact investment projects that uh, your clients can invest in? Or does it tend to be much more individual case by case? How in practical terms can um, a client um, inv invest in this way? So for impact investments that meet uh, our definition and evaluation criteria are mostly in the private market. So ranging from opportunities in private equity, private credit, 
real estate and direct private investments. And investors may also make impact investments in the capital market through labeled bonds, like say green, social, or blue bonds in the primary market. So because these bonds have specific guidelines on how the proceeds from the sale of the bonds are intentionally used for some environmental or social benefits. And moreover, we also offer vehicles that use a pay for success financial structure. So in which investors returns are linked to the achievement of the pre-agreed project outcomes. So this is really interesting because the vehicles blend both public and private capital, and they help to diversify and expand the investor base that provides capital to unfunded nonprofit organizations and projects. And at the same time, allowed investors to get competitive risk adjuster returns. So for example, we have seen outcome bonds used in wildlife conservation to protect critically endangered rhinos or to support uh, children affected from COVID-19 pandemic. So there are really a variety of um, vehicles for investors uh, to choose from. Excellent. Well, clearly there's lots of potential in the sector and it's um, an area which is likely to continue to grow. So. Janet Chun, Sustainable Investing Specialist for Asia Pacific at uh, City Global Wealth. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much.